0: tandem nomads episode 246
1: be kind it's free if you can help at least one person into this world it's all worth it
0: Hello Nomad Nation, welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host Emel Deragui, I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. In today's episode, I want to bring some inspiration, first of all, to those of you who might not be able to work while living on the move, but you still need to make something meaningful out of your life in this journey. And eventually make sure to put on those little blocks that will help you down the road, either build your business or find the great job that you want. Also, for those of you who have a business, you might get some great inspiration of how you can spread the word and get some PR around your work. So to talk about this great topic, I'm really excited to welcome you to you here, Alexandra Pausescu. Alexandra, am I pronouncing your name perfectly, I hope, and are you ready for this ride?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm very excited, actually, and thank you very much for inviting me, because I heard quite a few of your episodes, and uh, I learned some very important things for me (laughs) and for what I've done later. So thank you. I mean, they are really useful.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice to hear that. And I'm really happy to have you here. I've been following your journey and I'm always excited to bring and share some inspiring stories like yours. So Alexandra, there's so much I want to say about you. So first Nomad Nation, I'm just going to introduce you real quick. Alexandra is a management graduate with a master in business, studied cultural diplomacy and international relations. She published a memoir book and a children's book. She contributes to several magazines and give international communication lectures. She also volunteered for the United Nations Women's Guild and the UNICEF. And currently she's the member of the International Women's Association in Bucharest. She lived in the US as an exchange student and in Austria and Germany as a diplomatic spouse. Currently, she's back home to Bucharest, and she's working as a business manager for a construction company. So, just in few words, we could see how busy you've been all this time. So many interesting things that you've done in this journey, and I want to show to our listeners how you've built those what I call those little blocks to be where you are today. But love if you could tell me before you started traveling with your partner or your husband on the move, what was your life like? What were you doing?
1: First of all, as you mentioned before, I started traveling uh, when I was quite uh, young because I've been an exchange student in the USA when I was in high school. So imagine I left uh, my home when I was 16 uh, and I stood there with like a um, host family uh, who was uh, very nice but very, very different from my own family because I'm an only child. And I went there to a family with uh, many children (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> different ages <laughs> so um it was uh, quite a bit of adjustment so it was like the first time when i really needed my skills to integrate and to to adapt uh, quickly um, and I figured out it's not that difficult, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm lucky because I'm usually very friendly and I, um, I talk to people and I, uh, I try to find like uh, common ground with everybody. So this is really something that helped me along the way. And it mm. still helps me today when I, uh, when I move with my husband, and when I go to an event or something where you don't know anybody, so you know how it is, right. you, you are in a, in a room where you don't know anybody. So you have to start from somewhere. So, uh, it really helps you to, um, to connect when you are like uh, an open person and you have this uh, uh communication skills um but um I think it also uh, gave me this sense you know I I, I remember the, the when I moved back home when I returned to, to Bucharest to Romania um I was in the last year of high school and I had quite a um a difficult time to to adjust back and um because I, um, I have this, um, feeling that I didn't belong anymore I don't Mm -hmm. know it was this confusion in my head where I'm I mean I'm I'm here but I used to be in another place and uh, so it was quite difficult uh, at that time now you know after (laughs) many more moves afterwards uh, I know what to expect first so I don't have high expectations when I move somewhere I don't expect that I will get integrated like in a month Um, I don't rush things I know that I take my time and uh, I'm which was not one of my qualities at the beginning so in time
0: uh, we learn stuff it's so much to learn this early age and you've built some great assets for that so once you've graduated what kind of career did you have or what were you doing before you moved abroad
1: I studied management, marketing and management Mm -hmm. uh, in Bucharest. I worked in sales uh, and marketing for about 10 years until Mm -hmm. we moved for the first time. So I had uh, not a long career, but I had something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, at one point I met my husband, he was already a diplomat, so there was no surprise about it. So I knew from the very beginning (laughs) what I was getting Mm -hmm. into. That's one of the reasons uh, why I wanted to write the book, the memoir book, because mm-hmm. uh, I knew that he was a diplomat, but I had literally no idea what that really means. I mean, uh, okay, I thought I knew about the glamour part, <laughs> which everybody thinks they know. Yeah. Uh, but all the, the other details, which are uh, usually like on the cover and <laughs> not many people know about, uh, I had no idea about them and I discovered them along the way. It's a beautiful life, but it's not an easy one. I mean, everybody has to to understand that.
0: Yeah. I was just speaking at an event with people who had nothing to do with diplomacy, and I started talking about that, and and people were very surprised because, indeed, we only imagine the glam, and there's a lot of like complex situation but for those who are listening they might know being diplomat or not living on the move comes with a lot of perks as well on top of the beautiful experiences and what was the biggest challenge for you?
1: I would say at the beginning uh, I was missing terribly all my friends back home because Mm -hmm. we have a lot of friends here and our house is always open and we always have like friends over the weekend and we uh, give parties and we have barbecues and all of a sudden you move somewhere where you don't know anybody of course in time in few years you make new friends Mm -hmm. but uh it takes time so at the beginning you are completely alone and uh it's a feeling that it's in time you learn to live with that But at the beginning, it's it's not very comforting. The thing that helped us, I think, uh, is that for the first time when we moved to to Austria, I mean, first of all, Austrians were incredibly nice to us. Mm. So I have all the best of words for them. So uh, I cannot complain about it. Uh, And second of all, we moved when I was pregnant with my second uh, child. Basically in within 2 months after we moved to to Vienna I had a toddler and a baby <laughs> in my hands so I yeah, didn't have too much time to complain about loneliness or because <laughs> <laughs> I was like busy all day long so I didn't have time to think about okay miss my friends back home too much
0: Yeah that's great How about you've been pretty complete in terms of career you've built a career for yourself before you moved abroad how was that process for you in giving up your job? It might have also been a benefit to go abroad because when you have kids and you have to take care of them, it's also sometimes an advantage to not have to work. But I wondered how you experienced that transition going from a professional woman to a stay-at-home mom.
1: First of all, uh, it's definitely an advantage. You have the advantage of time when you are in our situation. I mean, you, when you are a, a, an expat wife, or because I find uh, expats' uh, life very similar to ours. So when you are your diplomatic spouse, you have this advantage of having time to to stay home with your kids, to to see them grow, um, not rush things, not miss things. Mm-hmm. So this is certainly an advantage. But I. I had a lot of doubts at the beginning because I, I was raised by my parents to be a very independent woman. Mm. Um, I had, um, I thought back then that I had everything I needed in life at a certain point. So um, in terms of like material things or um, everything else. So I I thought, should I give up some of this <laughs> just to mm-hmm. go <laughs> I don't know where and uh, to do what um, I had this doubt the best advice that I got then was from one of my uncles who said that okay um, when you if you decide to move uh, you don't have to think okay I'm giving up uh, my job I'm giving I'm leaving my home house my friends my family or you have to, to decide if the man you are going with it's enough for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he will be able to, to feel all these things. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is how I started. And I, I strongly think that if you are happy at home, you can do whatever you want. And mm-hmm. if you have the right support at home, you can find another job, you can discover a new career, you can uh, nurture your hobbies, you can do a lot of things, but you have to be happy. Mm. To have a happy life, a completed sentimental life, you know. I I think this is the basics.
0: That's so good. I love that advice from your uncle. So tell us how that all of this started oh all i don't like this word but i want to say all these business and all these achievements you've achieved so much you've wrote two books one a memoir uh what's the title again of the book i'm sorry i'm just a
1: diplomatic spouse yeah i i received a lot of of questions about the title of the book (laughs) how did i come up with it and uh it's basically part of a phrase that i heard at some point when i was in vienna um, and when I was quite at the beginning and I didn't know that this uh, diplomatic life is highly hierarchical and it matters whose wife you are and yeah, <laughs> in so terms true. of how you how you're seen about uh, yeah. uh, uh, in uh, in some circles uh, and I was very naive back then about all these things. I was at this evening event, which was really rare for me because I usually used to stay home with the kids because we didn't have any nanny anything. So mm. uh, it was was one of the very few occasions basically when I was out and I was so happy to talk to people. And some point I was uh, talking to, it was a group of people and one gentleman, he was talking and, oh, you're from Romania and okay, from the embassy. And uh, at some point he said, oh, but uh, what exactly are you doing at the embassy? Sorry. And I said, oh no, uh, my husband works at the embassy. Ah, I see. So you're just the spouse.
0: Oh God, I have chills right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, you, you can imagine it's quite a few years later, and I remember still remember that. <laughs> oh my mean,
0: God.
1: And when I, when I thought about what title would be the right one, I said this is the right title <laughs> for Just the Just a
0: diplomatic spouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately, this is how uh, we are seen. Uh, right. There are a lot of people who don't bother to see uh, behind the title, or I'm not interested in what you're doing. <laughs>
0: So. Wow. It happened to me, to be honest with you, that I've been told exactly that. And oh, really? Oh, my God. Um, if I share my my personal experience with that, the less confident I felt, the more it triggered me. It's funny that over the years when I started building my own confidence, when people would say that, I would actually laugh because I found it funny. <laughs> but it, it's actually not funny when you are in a place where we kind of look for some kind of like assurance and and from outside right so it's always from the within I always believe that it comes that confidence comes from within and which I want to know what triggered you to start this book and what did it lead to so that's a long journey but let's start with what triggered you to start this book
1: Uh, Everything that happened, especially for the last 10 years, it just happened naturally. It went from one thing to another with no really, I mean, real effort. I mean, of course, I put a lot of hours into it and a lot of passion into it, but it wasn't anything forced. It was mm-hmm. something that came naturally. And with the book, the idea came from a, a meeting with an old friend of mine, with a friend that I met when I was in high school, you know, in the U.S. Uh, and he was also exchange student, as I was. And we met years later, and he knew that I was married to a diplomat. And he asked, oh, so how is your life? I know it must be worry-free, but tell me. I want to know the, the details. <laughs> And this is what triggered me, because he was assuming that everything has to be perfect. Just let me know the details, you know. (laughs) And uh, this is how I started. And I realized that not only him, but a lot of people have these misconceptions and Mm -hmm. they have uh, these cliches about uh, how our life is, what do we do all day. I always got annoyed when, for example, when I was in Vienna and uh, there were some friends from back home. are very accomplished like uh, in terms of career they are all like managers and uh, they uh, run big companies Uh, they were asking me what do you do all day Hmm. and i i hated that question
0: oh oh, i'm (laughs) sipping champagne and and doing manicures yeah, I mean, <laughs> right i mean i really hated that <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> when i was in vienna i mean i told you at the beginning i was really busy with the kids for the last two years and then i uh, my kids both of them were in kindergarten so that's where i started looking for something to do and uh it happened just like that because one day you know when i was in the park actually with the kids one of the mothers from one of the children in kindergarten she was working for the united nations and she told me you know but there is the a foundation who helps women and children and they do wonderful things and maybe you could write to them and ask them if they are interested in your health and everything and she gave me this idea, and she put me in contact with somebody from there. I met with them. She liked me. They liked me, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, maybe you could come join us and work with us." And this is how I started. I mean, it was just from a simple talking mm. on the playground, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And one uh, thing led to another, and uh, actually, the experience I, I had at the guild, the women's guild, was one of the, the best. I mean, I I really
0: treasured it. Mm. This is so good. So what was it that you were trying to do with, with the first book that you started I guess your journey started from there that led to connections to yeah. volunteering at the UN it led to a lot of things
1: so uh, when I was in Vienna I just contributed to this uh, organization to this foundation who helps women and children in need and they do a lot of things and fundraising and events and they have a wonderful Christmas bazaar um, I've done that and then after we we moved from Vienna we moved back home for one year and then we moved to Berlin and and um, when I was in Berlin, I mean, I, I started writing the book and the thing is that um, when I finished, I was looking for ways to to promote it. Uh, I was really new in this. I didn't have any idea how I could do it. And- I started writing at some magazines and some I looked on the internet for um, diplomatic associations and expat group because the book tells my story but it's a story that a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. and it also has this chapter where I give some guidelines about how you could make an easier adjustment when you move from a place mm-hmm. to another so I mm-hmm. think it's it's useful to others who, who go through the same experience or maybe they are at the beginning, they are new in this. I also tell uh, a lot of the stories with mistakes that I've made and hopefully they mm-hmm. will help to, 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 to have a, a better experience. This is how it was. And I, I guess I was lucky. I don't know. I mean, a, a lot of people resonated with the story. I mean, I received so many messages, you cannot imagine, uh, mm-hmm. from people who don't know me or didn't know me back then. And they just told me or wrote me that, yeah, 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 I went to the same things. And I know what you're talking there because I saw my own story in that.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's the best reward. I mean, what else could you wish for? That's
0: amazing. And you briefly mentioned something where I think you can really bring a lot of value. From my experience working with a lot of people trying to, to get promotion, to get exposure for their businesses, be it a book or be it something else. One of the things that people get stuck with often is to reach out. To, to be interviewed, to get exposure. And, I, and you've been really inspiring to watch. I remember when you actually even reached out to me among many people probably, you were persistent, right? It wasn't possible right away and you did not give up. So I would love you. And here you are. And I love that about you. So I'd love you if you could just share how you got you got so much publicity. You got so much. It almost went viral. I could see it among the community. So what are the tips that you can share for those, be it through a book or a business, to help those who either are shy to approach people to get publicity or those who actually just don't know practically how to do it?
1: I think... If you really believe in what you've done and if you really believe in yourself, you, you should never give up. It's always the right time and the right place for you i mean uh, maybe it doesn't come at the moment when you expect it but it will surely come if it's meant to be for you it will come this is how i thought i mean okay i i believed in the story i didn't have this idea okay my book is going to be like the number one bestseller i had realistic expectations let's say you know <laughs> but i believed in it and the, the more feedback i i received i got more confident and more confident and i reached out to people and it was like I had the chance to to be interviewed uh, by television in Romania and then uh, somebody from there saw me and then another one approached me and okay would you like to, to write for us mm-hmm. and then it also happened uh with the magazines that I'm now uh, writing for I mean mm-hmm. uh, one saw the book and they asked me okay would you write to would you like to write an article about the book and then they said okay would, would you be uh, willing to write more articles for us of course I will. So (laughs) I was always open. And I think this is really important to to stay open to to new opportunities. Um, I'm always grateful, you know, for Mm. um, for every opportunity, but I'm like genuinely grateful for people (laughs) who help me or and I always try to if I see some um, honest and genuine help that I receive. I always try to, to be thankful and maybe to, uh, to reward or to, uh, to give something in return. And I think this is like uh, in the universal law or something, right. it really helps. And right. if you do good, it will always come back to you.
0: That's so good. I love that. And, you know, we talk a lot in this podcast of practical tips of how to get exposure and visibility, but I always say to my clients and every time I speak that none of that works if we don't have the right mindset. The first one is to actually believe in yourself, as you said. The second is to believe in the universe and to really, uh, from that point, when you believe in yourself and you trust in the universe, the rest is much easier to do somehow and the results are much better and the third thing you said is gratitude and I think that's really really important being grateful and also helping other people I've seen you do that you would also be here to support other people and that's important as well and and it always comes back to you
1: because I never forget um how I started, Mm -hmm. or um, who helped me and how they helped me with no interest in mind or just sincere help. And I try to do the same, especially in the last two years. I've met such wonderful people. Just to give you an example, I I wrote this uh, second book, the children's book, and I wrote the English version. Uh, it's called Bonnie goes around the world it's a mm-hmm. little story about a little girl who travels in some places around the world with her grandma and uh, i had this very good friend of mine uh, who's german and she said she's a journalist and uh, she's done a lot of editing and and she offered to to do the the german version and she offered to do it with no i mean with no interest she said i can help you because it's a nice story so if you want i can do it Uh, in German so uh, it was like a help that I didn't expect and also I mean other people who helped me along the way and I try to uh, to do the same persistency I think it's really important to trust yourself and to be able to and wise enough to build a network Mm. this is also something that I've done Mm -hmm. Um, I try to, to have around people with same interests, uh, same qualities, uh, and also people who support each other. Mm. And I think that's really important. I mean, if you have this support system, and especially in the expat community, I think it, it's a very big wall. That there are a lot of expats around the world these days. Um, and it's a very big community and very supporting one. Because we understand each other best. Because mm-hmm. we've we've gone to the same experiences, so we uh, we've lived the same kind of life. So we we understand each other best. We don't judge ourselves, and we know how to support ourselves and our our actions. So if you know how to build your network and to to go around and to if you want to market something and uh, a business, yeah. a book, whatever, you should have the right channels and the right mm-hmm. audience. So it doesn't help if you, for example, you want to advertise a children's book to scientists, or Mm-mm. you have to. <laughs> to go to the mother's group sorry (laughs) it's so important an example
0: (laughs) right i think you're saying something uh, indirectly if i just emphasize it differently the importance to know your audience and where to find your audience and from there build a network build relationships in an authentic way uh for sure that's important that's the only way where it goes to the long haul Um, What would you say to those who shy away, who are afraid of approaching people? Because this is something that you've done openly and probably because, as you said, first, you have to believe in it. But what else would you um, say to those who don't dare to approach people?
1: There are a lot of people who are afraid they might be judged, and I have to to admit that maybe at some point I was judged too by some mm. people. And I heard some, uh, uh, maybe they say, "Oh, okay, she promotes it too much, or she believes in this uh, too much." Or, but it's never too much when you really believe in yourself and in your product. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, if you know it's good, or if you believe it's good, you should. Do whatever you you can to to promote it and to to see other, to let others see it the way you see it. Mm-hmm. So if you just stay there in one corner, nobody will come to you, and you have to reach out first. Okay, maybe in some in some cases, and it happened to me as I said, uh, there will be people who will reach out to you, but the first step you, you will always have to do yourself. So you have to do the first step. And then, okay, you have to be uh, with your uh, eyes wide open (laughs) to all opportunities around. And to, for example, uh, for the last years, I've been asked to do a lot of things that maybe I didn't see any like direct benefit or I don't know something that really helped me directly but I still did it because I thought okay there is this nice person that uh, maybe might need my help or uh, I don't know I should do it because I just feel like it I don't care (laughs) if it has any impact afterwards or not and uh, if you don't calculate too much all these steps you might be surprised that there are some things that come just All of a sudden, you don't have to plan like everything and to do everything just for a reason.
0: Right. I love that so much. It's so important to have a yes attitude especially when you get started. Say yes to everything, even when it doesn't make 100% sense. And then the more you grow, the more eventually you'll have to start, which is the difficult part I found to start learning to say no, because you know, the more you grow, the yeah. less it's possible to say yes to everything. But I do believe that it's important to have that attitude of seeing opportunities everywhere. Even if you can't see a direct opportunity, you're actually serving other people when people come to you to ask you something you're actually serving them and helping them in a way or another, so that will also come back, I think.
1: This is how how you do basically with your business, because I've seen. I mean, uh, I actually, I've been interviewed by uh, your friend Camila, uh, oh, yes. who is such a nice person, and she's such a. I mean, shout out to her. <laughs> she's a pleasure. Such a pleasure to talk to and warm, and I I have all the best words for her. I mean. I know that you help each other. So this is basically what you do too. So you right. you help other people and eventually they can help you in return. So this is this is the basics in, I think in this expat community because right. uh, this kind of relations you can find anywhere in this group. And I really appreciate that. And I, I'm grateful because my book, I discovered actually this community. I was not very involved with Instagram, with this uh, expat world so far. And I, I was not aware it's so developed and so uh there are so it's such a a strong community and because of the book and because a lot of experts read it this is how actually i entered it and uh it's a it's a big step forward because it gives you as i said uh support but it also can give you ideas for business ideas how to integrate ideas how to uh, to do something portable or meaningful for you for the community it can give you a lot of ideas who might like Transform into something bigger,
0: and it created new opportunities. For instance, for you to write for a magazine. So do you want to talk about how that happened, and where do you see what kind of value does it provide to you when you do that?
1: Actually, this is the the thing that brings me most joy. It's one thing that I I love most these days. I mean, uh, and that's why I, I keep doing it. Although we came back home, and I have a like a normal day to day job besides that i keep writing and I, I like it because it gives me pleasure first it keeps me involved And it gives me continuity, which I think it's really, really Mm -hmm. important in our kind of life. I mean, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, we are now here. Probably in a year or two, we will move again. I will have to leave my job again, uh, but I will still have the writing. So that's the thing that will keep going, and I think that's really important and also comforting, you know, (laughs) because when you move that often, it's like okay, uh, you have gaps in your resume, and also you have maybe. Stops like you stop everything and then you have to rebuild everything as you I mean you're trying to to teach others to to have this portable career for me I think writing is my portable career if I can say this I mean it can be done from everywhere but most of the things And uh, most important is that it really gives me joy. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think is most important in life. I mean, if you do something with pleasure, you can move mountains.
0: I love that. This is so good. And one thing that I want to emphasize in what you said is the word continuity. Even for those of you listening who might not yet have a business or don't want to have a business, but still want to build something meaningful. First of all, I wanted to bring Alexandra to share how one little action leads to another one that leads to another one and leads to building such an amazing journey and experiences. And the the second thing is you talked about the importance of doing something you love. And when you do that, things happen. And we were mentioning Camilla, shout out to her. She's a great coach as well. And she created this concept that I love that's called the portable purpose. And having continuity is also not only about, I believe so much in the In entrepreneurship because for me it's a great source of personal development and, and purpose as well but even if it's not a business having an activity that you can take with you wherever you go that's beyond just a hobby but that also helps make an impact on top of helps as well with your resume to keep it active and to keep it alive because that's what often happens with expat partners and a lot of people who live on the move is to have those career gaps that makes it difficult later when we come home to get a job, actually. So on top of the purpose, I think there's a lot about finding that thing that makes you want to continue and have continuity somehow. So I love I love that you brought that up
1: doesn't matter how happy your family life for example or how full and busy it is you need to have something outside something of your own so it doesn't matter if it's volunteering if it's writing if it's having a career it's whatever teaching or uh, I've heard so many stories from one of the magazines that I write for I do interviews with other expat spouses and I write about their hobbies or their businesses or and I discovered I mean there are so many interesting women wonderful i mean they they have such passion such talents mm-hmm. that most of the people have no idea about because nobody bothers to question them i mean okay well, they are in the diplomatic wall. they go to these suarez and that's it i mean they don't care what they do at home but besides the fact that most of us are like educated women who had a career before or at least they we have university degrees or maybe we don't use that in uh, the current life but we have other things that we transformed and we had i And just to give you an example, I had an interview a few weeks before and uh, with this lady who had this idea to to have a community during the lockdown who shares like artistic talents and to share their artistic uh, work with the other members of the community. And this started small in one city and it went global. I mean, there were like thousands of artists from all over the world we expressed their feelings during the pandemic time and it helped really because you can relate to people who go through the same things. so just from a small idea and a small contribution from somebody it went to to a big thing so if you have an idea you have to to believe in it and to do something for it you just don't say oh okay maybe it's not for me or maybe it's not going to work or don't think too much just act on it so just
0: do it right just do it and that's also a little bit of what I was saying before. It's all about starting somewhere, right? If you don't, if you want to do something, but you don't really know what, just start with something, no matter what. And one thing leads to another very often. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the first thing that you started. It will still lead to something. And actually was wondering how much of an influence did this journey between the two books and the writing that you do for the magazines and volunteering you did for organizations as well how did that play a role in you now coming back home and actually going back to a traditional nine-to-five job
1: i think it helped a lot because maybe you don't see it but over time all these experiences will add up to your life and to your memories They help you shape you into who you are today. First of all, I'm more patient than I used to be, like ten years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm calmer for sure, Uh, and. Uh, one other thing i've always uh, had an interest in that but when i was in berlin i also studied cultural diplomacy and international relations and i also started giving lectures on this thing or intercultural communication which i think is really important and it's one of the the mistakes that a lot of people make when they move because they Mm -hmm. don't study too much the country where they are moving i mean they have Mm -hmm. wrong expectations and of course there comes a disappointment afterwards. So take your time to to think about okay, what I um, hope I will achieve with the next move, with the next. It's not like to make a five-year plan, or, <laughs> but just to take your time and to think, okay, what I hope to achieve, what are my plans, mm. uh, what is possible, what I need in order mm. to achieve that, who I need in order to achieve. If you uh, put all this down, I think you will see it, much more clear okay this is the path that i have to take so nice. for me it helps to to get more organized uh, it helped me structure My life and the way I approach things and the way I don't rush things and I know I have to take time and Mm. that's a lesson that I learned uh, for the the last years. I also learned, unfortunately, uh, not to trust too much people because I've also been I've also been disappointed terribly (laughs) in some Mm. people. I have to admit uh, that seemed very nice and friendly at the beginning and very supportive, and they proved to be like quite (laughs) the opposite.
0: That happens Um, too, right?
1: Yeah, so maybe um, we have to reach out to people, but also we have to keep in mind that not all people
0: want our best. Right. So what do you say, did your employer now like made any comment about this experiences or journey when you in the hiring process? I would
1: say it really helps because, for example, also uh, when I was in Berlin, I managed a group at UNICEF. Mm -hmm. Also there, it held that I had previous experience with organizing events, with fundraising, with uh, management positions, but it keeps adding up. So Mm -hmm. I manage maybe a a foundation or a group, so it's not the same like managing a company, Mm -hmm. but it has similarities. So it proves that you are organized, you can manage people, a group. You can mm-hmm. give them direction structure so it helps it's important if you find the right job or if you find the right employer who have an open mind and understand that if you are able to to find your way in a different country where you don't know anybody where you have to start from scratch i think it's the best proof that you can succeed anywhere mm-hmm. so i think it's even more important that uh people acknowledge your qualities because you've succeeded in countries where you had no support. It's this support system, you know, that we all have when Mm -hmm. we are in our native country. When you move abroad, you don't have that. Mm. Or it's like, very rare when you maybe right. find something. But most of the times you don't know anybody. So nobody knows you. You have to prove yourself all over again. So it's even more complicated. If somebody really understands the situation, they will appreciate you even more because you've right. done something in a more difficult situation than the normal
0: right. one. So. This is so good. And there's, I think, one thing that, that I think you're doing really smartly on top of doing it because you love it that you continue to write, that you continue to engage with your, your books and you continue to contribute to other platforms, despite the fact that you have a full-time job and two, two kids in the middle of a lockdown. There's a lot of work to do here. It's really busy, but I do think that it's really smart because once you move, again, you will have that continuity. You will have that community you've built to continue to work with and collaborate and, and who knows where it will lead.
1: That's exactly the idea that I had because, for example, this is I think one of the mistakes that I've made when I moved uh, mm. after Austria. Because I moved back home and I thought, okay, Austrian chapter is closed, so I have to, to come back to my normal life, I have to concentrate on my life here. I didn't think about, okay, what's mm. next, how is it going to be for the next move? Now, you know, as I said, I mean, when you gain some experience, you become maybe a little bit wiser and you know what to expect mm. for the next years, too. You have to 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 think like in chess you know with some steps ahead and uh, you think about i'm now here i'm comfortable i'm good i have everything i need what am i going to do mm-hmm. for the next move should i start mm-hmm. from the scratch again going to be as difficult or maybe even more complicated because mm-hmm. you're getting older let's face it so it's even more complicated that's what i thought. no i have to to try to to keep this continuity and it's not difficult if you really manage your time wisely and second of all i think it really helps and i also wrote in the book because i think uh, for for our family at least it uh, it took around 6 months every time to to feel completely adjusted into a new place it doesn't matter if it's back home or going abroad and if you keep very busy during mm-hmm. these six months, I think it's a little bit easier because you don't have too much time to think about, okay, right. oh, I moved. And so uh, you are always uh, thinking about something and uh, planning something. So That's it's wonderful. even better. So that's what I'm trying to do now, actually. And I have this uh, agenda that I write everything because I have these meetings that I go and meet people.
0: Yeah, and even if it's not like a portable business that you have, by building these activities, at the end of the day, you've built a community and that community is so, so precious. It's
1: important also Mm -hmm. for your mental state, but it's also um, important, you know, because let's say one day, for example, say you move to a, a, a city, where you mm-hmm. already know somebody um, just virtually or something, but you, mm-hmm. you you won't be alone like in other places because you all, right. already have somebody there. So it's going to be so much uh, easier from the start. So it's only in your benefit. Basically, I mean, I've made some, some friendships, mm-hmm. you know, like this that I never expected. I
0: now really treasure. This is so good. I loved hearing your journey. And before we end, I would love you to say... Where is the best place actually to connect with you and find your books? Uh, To
1: connect with me? uh, uh, Basically, you just Google it. I would say most active. I'm these Mm -hmm. days on Instagram. Uh, I also have this Facebook page, which is called uh, Just a Diplomatic Spouse. The books can be found on Amazon. Uh, they have been uh, some other platforms for the Just a Diplomatic Spouse. Uh, it's also available on Waterstones, which is a website in the UK. Um, I think Amazon was really part mm-hmm. of the success because it's international. It gave instant exposure to the book all over because I received messages from America, from Australia, <laughs> from Japan, from Indonesia, uh, from countries Something. that I've never been.
0: It's so powerful. So Nomad Nation to find more information about Alexandra, I will share all this in places with you in the show notes of this episode and go to tandemnomads.com/246. So thank you so much, Alexandra, for sharing your journey. Very inspiring. It's been wonderful and for being generous with that. And uh, is there any last word you want to share before we say goodbye to those who are either looking to get more promotion or those who are actually trying to find that thing that's meaningful on the go?
1: First of all, I want to thank you for the invitation. It's been really nice that you invited me. Um, I want to tell everybody, as I mentioned before, the key to any successful thing is to believe in yourself. First, Mm -hmm. you have to believe in that. In order to make others believe in your success, you have to be 100% confident and sure that it's a good thing. When you do it, everybody else can see it in your eyes, can feel it in your voice, can hear it in your voice, can uh, read it in your words. So you inspire that. If you believe in yourself, make sure everybody around uh, you will eventually understand that it's a good thing.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for this important reminder, Alexandra. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. So Nomad Nation, take note of that. Believe in yourself, believe in what you do, and you will attract all the great opportunities for you. So I can't wait to uh, hear your feedback. Don't hesitate to connect with Alexandra and meet you in the next episode. In the meantime, I wish you to turn all your challenges into great opportunities.